Welcome back to the show. It's a huge honor to have Gopal Bellina on the show today. I've known Gopal for many years and I've tried to twist an arm into getting him on the podcast for a long time, so I'm really excited to have him here finally today. Before we go any further, do smash the like button, do share this with as many people as you can so we can share in the knowledge that he's going to be giving us today. So it's definitely going to be a good one. Thanks, Thanks firstly, first Bali. Welcome, welcome to, to the podcast. podcast. It's an honour to have you on. Oh, no, it's a big honour for me. Thank you very much for having me on. I know it's taken ages for us to get here, but finally here now and everything. So, no, thank you so much. And, and did you get, did you, get you, a, you got a tattoo recently, right? Yeah, just got, um, just got this one done. That's, That's nice. nice. Was, Was that, that painful? painful? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, some bits of it was like, I remember we were about an hour in. And I was like, yeah, he must be halfway through. And he just only got done to like halfway of the horse. And I was like, oh, I've still got about four hours left. It's, it's very, very intricate, intricate as well. well. So, so those, those, those probably, probably take a bit, a bit more, time. more time. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, I know I take my time when it comes to thinking about tattoos and everything. As well, so it's turned out exactly how I wanted. Yeah, yeah I, I, we've, we've talked about, about this. this. I want to get, get one, one as well. It's on the, it's on the bucket, bucket list. list. <laughs> oh, no, for sure. When you're ready, let me know. Yeah, 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 definitely. definitely. Um, but, but can you, you for people who don't know you, hopefully everyone in Westland knows you, they've trained with you, they've met you, or followed your journey. journey. But anyone but who doesn't know you, can you give us a brief 60-second bio? Yeah, sure. So my name's uh, Gopal Singh Balina. Um, I fight out of Gaal Muay Thai. I've been fighting out of Gaal Muay Thai for around ooh, about 15 years now. So I started, when I, I started actually when I was 15. And, um, yeah, it's just been an amazing journey since I actually started Muay Thai um, thinking, okay, let me try and commit to a sport for only about six months to a year. And then 15 years later, I'm here now. And, yeah, it's just been an amazing journey. And um, that's where it's taken me today. I've been fortunate enough to um, have a few fights, train out in Thailand and everything, train alongside some world-renowned fighters, train with the likes of you, Body and everyone as well and that's where I am today. So how, so do, you how do you stick with, with something, something for so long? long? Because, because I think that's, that's a, a problem, problem modern day, day the modern day generation, generation have, right? right? Like, like um, sticking foot with something for 15 years, years is, 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 is probably a very, very small, small percentage of people. I know with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu they about one or two percent of people who join the club make it up until black belt, which is the 10-year mark. So, so you know, I Assume the attrition rate in Muay Thai is probably similar and other martial arts. So, how do you get to one of those 1%? 1%? Oh, it's such a good thing. Like, like I said to you, like, I set myself a name when I first joined and I wanted just to be there for about six months to a year. And then as the training was getting there, I just got more addicted to it. I remember there would be times where like, I'd be doing my, my, my GCSE work and I'd be watching videos on YouTube on how to do hand wraps and things like that and then I remember I'd come to class and be all excited like, oh my god look do my hand wraps on my own and then it's just as 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 time went on and I used to see more techniques and I used to just get wowed by things like seeing crew sick and crew sab spar seeing crew j smash the pads and I just be like wow I want to be able to kick like that one day and I'm sure like when you started Muay Thai you know when you hear the whack of the pads for the first time and then you're like, oh, I really want to get there one day. And it just became, and the years just went on and on and on. And I just, I was still there, still there. And 
call Muay Thai for me and Muay Thai especially. I don't, I don't can hear me. Paused. Paused. Oh, I can hear you now. It's okay. Can you hear me? Hello? One Let me log back in. What's Hey bro, sorry for that. I had no idea what happened there. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one because um, your internet's showing up as like fine. So um, usually I assume when when it's cutting out like that, it's an internet problem. But I don't know. Yeah, um, all right, so I'm just gonna run it off from the top again, if that's okay. Because yeah. uh, just just in case it it. It hasn't caught any of that, so just ignore me repeating myself for a second. Welcome back. It's a huge honor to have Gopal Bellino on the show today. I've known Gopal for many years, um, and I'm really excited to share this interview with you today. Before we go any further, please smash the thumbs up button and share this with as many people as possible so we can learn from his wisdom that he's acquired over 15 years of training. So thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, we have, we've had some technical difficulties, so I appreciate you um, being patient and, and repeating yourself. And, and we kind of were talking about your training journey, how you've been in Muay Thai for 15 years. You've had fights, you've trained with some of the best people in the world. You've trained with, um, you've trained in Thailand. So a very unique journey. And, and we were talking about how in, in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, at least, there's usually 1% of, of a club's membership that will make it to black belt level, which is, which is kind of 10 years on average it takes to get to that point. And, and we can assume other martial arts would have the same attrition rate, have the same dropout rate. So 15 years in, you're still training, you're still fighting. I know you had a fight recently. Um, what, what's kind of kept you, kept you sticking with it for that long through, through the ups and downs for that long? Yeah. So no, it's, it's a great question to ask. Um, like I said to you, I started it only to have an aim to be in it for about a year or so. And a year turned into two years, three years, four years, five years. And I just became addicted to it. And it was just something I loved so much. I remember I used to just get so excited. I used to come back from school, I used to have my bag ready and everything. And it, it instilled so much discipline into me. It came to a point where, like, my grades were slipping and my mum lot would tell Crew, crew J and everyone, they were like, oh, his grades are slipping. I remember they stopped me coming class for a bit until my grades went up, and that used to kill me. And I used to be like, oh, my God, I need to get my grades up so I can go class. And I just used to be wowed, like, I, as a 15-year-old, like, seeing the likes of yourself, 
Crew J, Crew Sab, Sparring, Smashing Pirates. And I was like, they were like superheroes to me. And I was like, wow, I was like, I want to get up to that some stage that day. I want to get up to that. And then the years just went on and and I really, really wanted to fight after about say five years of training. And Bully, um, Crusuk's brother, um, was always speaking to Sook like, oh, we got to get GoPa fight. Go get Sook was like, no, he's not ready yet. No, he's not ready yet. And that used to kill me inside. I used to be like, oh, but I've been training so hard. What can I do to get there? And he was like, look, until your God's not ready or anything, he goes, we're not going to get you there. And I remember for about two, two and a half years extra, I trained every day and I, until like Sook was pleased with it. And I remember one day he just goes to me, he goes, go pal, because we're going to get you a fight. And that was it. And it just, that's what kept me going. Did you, did you not feel any anxiety, you know, having a fight? Because I think that's, again, probably a very small minority of people will go, will go and do that. If I'm honest with you, I probably didn't know at the time that I had anxiety. Um, but now when I look back on it as well, it probably is because anyone that knows me knows me that like when I've got a fight coming up, I give it 110%. That's all I think about. And on the day, like normally I'm quite a chatty, chirpy person. On the day of my fight, I'm the total opposite. I talk to no one. I'm just in full fight mode. You'll see me with my headphones in. I just don't talk to anyone. I get really nervous. And everything. But when I was younger, I used to get a lot worse. But I, I didn't know what it was. And I always used to think, oh, it's just butterflies in my stomach, butterflies in my stomach. But now I look back at it, I probably did have a bit of anxiety. But for me, it's the best thing to happen to me in, in a weird way because it keeps me focused. Nerves are good for me. Nerves keep me focused. And I remember looking back on, um, and I was watching a TED talk about Simon Sinek. And he's talking about, how you turn that nervous energy and you turn it into excitement and how loads of um, uh, sprinters do it. And whenever they have anxiety or butterflies in the stomach, they tell themselves they're, they're excited. So all they know is excitement. So for me, it's not that I, I'm, I'm anxious enough. It's just I care so much about it that I just don't want to let anyone down more. So my coaches, but then those nerves, I can literally block everyone out, the whole crowd. And then it's, I always see it as me, Fook and Sav, fighting and it's like literally like they've got the playstation controller and i'm the fighter and i'll block everything out and it's time to go that's amazing it's really good to hear this because i've never obviously uh, had this conversation with you so um it's really interesting to get inside your mind and see because because <laughs> you've had quite a few fights right yeah i would say over about, about over 15 now i would say over the years I can't remember how many wow. now. There's probably, probably a few more there that I'm missing out, but yeah, I've had quite a few. Wow. And has the journey, has it gotten easier over time? Um, it hasn't got easier, but it hasn't got too, like I, like they say, the typical thing, and I never believed it, that's what my sister said to me, she goes, oh, like the older you get, the harder it is to lose weight, and everything else, but no, but now I do find it, like when the older I've got, my metabolism has got um, a bit more slower, but Touchwood for me is just luckily I've always been trading consistently over the years. Like I, I need it for me. For for me, Muay Thai is my therapy, my go-to time. Working out for me is is my time kind of thing. But it hasn't gotten harder. Like don't be wrong, fight camps. Like I think Sook will try and make it as hard as possible for me, just so <laughs> I can I can fight to the best of my ability. But that only comes from care. But um, it hasn't got any harder. But I think it's got more strategic over the years. Like changing up the ways we fight and everything as well. But it's more exciting and helps me learn more and grow as a fighter. 
That's amazing. And the weight cut, I think, is an interesting one because a lot of people from outside of outside of kind of uh, martial arts and, and competition and mixed martial arts, they probably hear a lot about weight cuts and, and hear a lot of negative press about it. Yeah. Um, how, do you, how do you go about doing it? Because in UFC, you see these dramatic weight cuts and you think, how, how do these people do this? So I've always never let myself put on stupid amounts of weight or go overly like I never used to believe in like water cutting like like you turn up on the day a certain weight then the next day you're just blown up like I don't know five six kilos so on the day of my fight is my actual weight that I weigh in at like like all the time kind of thing um I never want to be too like I don't want to lose so much energy before the fight and feel really lethargic and everything else so I try and do it as organic as possible and and to stay towards that kind of weight as well and that gives me the discipline to be and not to go over my weight too much throughout the year as well and and how much do you go from two so and now obviously i'm a bit more heavier than, than i used to fight at, but i used to fight between 61 and 63 and then i would probably go up to max 68 69 i would say and then i'd only have to cut so about five kilos Okay, so let's say you're 69, hypothetically, and then you want to fight at 63, so you're looking at kind of, or 61, you're looking at, say, six, six kilograms. What's yeah. the process to lose, because that's nearly a stone? What, how, what kind of time frame are you looking at, and, and is that strictly through training, or what modifications do you make to diet? So I would do, like, a majority of things. So uh, water, uh, drinking water is, is crucial, so smashing at least about minimum two to three litres of water, a day i would give myself around 12 weeks and everything so i think is a good duration and if you're not killing yourself too much so i do a mixture of things so like i go swimming running um and then diet wise um it doesn't have to be boring i think this is the misconception people think oh if you're cutting it always needs to be boring like you could just add spices to your food and make it fun and the thing is well carbs ain't your enemy and for a sport like muay thai i don't think people realize you, you actually need it so much but it's just you have to be smart when to indulge them and everything as well. You've got to have good sources of carbs and everything as well. But I think because we've been doing it for so long, I know what type of fuel I need. I know what to cut out. And it's just training or, or like doing my cardio like four times a week. Then my Muay Thai, I'll probably do about three, day, three days, three to four days a week as well. So um, you, you, get to know, you get to know your body as well and kind of what it needs for you to get to that goal. And have you noticed um, your energy levels are still sufficient for you to be able to, with when you're on and when you're dieting, are you still able to keep your volume of training? Do you still feel as energetic or is it a bit of a slog to get through each session? Um, it depends on, on the days I'm training. Like, for example, if I know I've got a heavy day of sparring and pad work, I'll eat extra carbs. And I know that day I feel like extra fueled because I've got so much energy in me. But some of the days when I drop the carbs a little bit and I'm still exercising, those are the days when I feel it a bit more because um, it just it feels like your body's just craving that extra kind of thing as well. So it, it varies from day to day, I would say. And do you get hangry? How do you manage your moves like with, with when you're on a deficit? <laughs> um, yeah, my sister will probably tell you, I, I, am, I am quite a hangry person. Like if I, if I need to eat, I'll get, I get really impatient. But, uh, but then but like normally, if I'm not cutting, like, my, I think my family call me like the world's fastest, fastest eater. Like I eat, I, it's like literally someone's best fast forward. But if I'm cutting every bite, like I take my time with it and everything as well because I just savor it much more. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm -hmm.
Um, and to talk me through your last fight. How did it go? Did it go to plan? Yeah, so just had an interclub, which is basically like a hard spa. And um, went in this fight much more different. Like every other fight that I've had, like, always been a bit of a slug face, like um, always been something like out of a Rocky movie, just like going at it with one each other. But this one totally wanted to change the way we approached the fight and just wanted to fight a bit more smart, a bit more tactical. And um, and it went to plan. Um, it, went, it went really well. My opponent was brilliant, uh, so kudos to him. And gave me a really good fight. But it was just fighting smart this time as opposed to just going in and slugging it out. Um, so we just had a plan in place, being more tactical, being more slick, and putting more shots in, getting out, becoming more evasive. And it just became, and, and, and it went all to plan. But I think that what makes you better as a fighter, because now I want to be able to start reading people better and being able to adapt to so many different fighters and not only be the type of fighter that can only just slug it out, because I need to build up my fight IQ, and a great fighter can fight all types of different fighters, and I think that's how you learn within Muay Thai as well, because there's so many different styles, and I think that's the beauty of being in that sport. Yeah, and I guess with, with yourself, it's you have to figure that out really quickly, because you don't necessarily have that much information on your opponent, and so you have no idea with the with the multitude of variables and tools that that person could be bringing like what they what they're going to show up with on the day and um so it is a it is a really interesting one i i've been watching some of you i was telling you i've been binge watching some of your fights i saw the one against uh mohammed is it diesel chowdhury or something yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah that was a really good fight i i really liked um it was very kind of uh technical in terms of you were utilizing kicks and and um body shots and it was real rather than getting drawn into just trading mm -hmm. so um that was a really good fight and um there was one this uh he was using more of a kick kickboxing kind of like taekwondo style it was that that, that was one against, I don't know if you remember uh, Starbo. yeah that was that was my last uh, that was my last last uh, fight and i remember that fight because and i don't know if you remember but do you remember i came to see you um uh, because I hurt my foot. Your knee. Uh, yeah. hurt my oh, your foot. foot. Two weeks before, and then you said to me, "You're like, go for it. I don't think you should be fighting." And I remember my face just dropped, and I was like, "I was, like, I, was I was more like, oh, what do I tell my coach?" I was like, "We were training, we were training so hard." And I remember I went up yeah. to him, and I went, I went sick. I was like, I "Just going to see Harvey," and he goes, "I don't think you should be kicking or fighting." And he goes, "Can you knee?" And I was like, "Yeah." He goes. We won't kick the whole fight. He goes, we'll just knee. And then it's quite funny, though, because when we watch the fight back, the commentator's like, oh, he should have followed up with a kick. And I'm thinking, oh, I, I can't kick. My, my, my. I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> but it's just with things like that, that's how much faith your coaches have into you. And you're thinking, look, if they can trust you with, like, one of your arsenals gone, and, like, like the world's your oyster from there, then you can go at it. Because they're the ones that have signed that declaration and said, look, we're going out to battle with you. They have more faith in you than actually you have faith in yourself. So if they can see that, then obviously then look, I'm all good to go. Wow. It's amazing. And um, have you noticed like any practical benefits of, of training in martial arts? Because this a lot of younger generation will be watching this or listening to this. And um, th the goal in part will be to inspire other people to follow in your footsteps. So yeah, outside of be, being able to beat people up in the ring, is there any other benefits that you found in, in training? 
Oh, yeah, no, massively, massively. It's, it's given me the discipline that I've needed in my life. So the discipline that Muay Thai has instilled in me, I've been able to put into my career, which is really good. So I'm the type of person that if if I'm going to do something, I've got 100 to 10% within everything. But Muay Thai has given me that as well. And it's a great thing as well. I think this is what most people don't believe. And I'll go into the physical parts of it as well. But when I've gone for job interviews, and when I've gone to networking events, people have seen that I've done Muay Thai. Half the time I end up spending talking about Muay Thai and then they're like, oh, oh, oh let's go back to the question because there's a common interest there and they want to find out about it. But it can help you out in so many different parts. Like for some, I've seen some people who have been very shy coming into the gym and through Muay Thai, they've opened up and become their true selves of who they are and opened up into them. It's such a beautiful sport and it helps people out um, significantly. I remember things like, from a from a physical point of view now, like I never used to like lift weights for for a number of years. I used to stick to a number of body weights exercises, and if the, but when I started going gym, I used to be able to push heavier than some of my friends that were going to gym only because of the core strength that I instilled from Muay Thai. When we press ups, we chin ups, um, so tricep dips, or wheelbarrows, everything like that, and it's so important for you to do that. And I, th- I think people really still undervalue your core exercises. But it does help you out so much because you need that core strength. And it's going to, the core strength is, is the basics to anything. But I can honestly say Muay Thai saved my life and it's something that I'm going to carry on hopefully for the rest of my life. That's amazing. And from a clinical perspective, I, I remember the days when we used to, I used to train Muay Thai and um, I, I couldn't conceive how people could get back pain. Because you, you're doing so many kicks, so many knees, and your your abdomen and your 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 stabilizing muscles get so so strong that um, you kind of think, how can someone's back ache and how can someone's back hurt? And it really does wonders for for building that core strength. And I think that's why a lot of gym goers hurt their backs is because you know they work everything else and they want to get big, but they neglect the thing that's probably most important, which is their spine uh, and their neck and their back. Um, so that's amazing how you built up that strength through body weight and through Muay Thai. Um, what was your experience like in, in Thailand? Oh, Thailand was, honestly, it was the best thing. I, I, felt, I felt like a kid in a, in a candy shop. Like when I went to, I went, I went to Simbi Muay Thai, um, with a, a gent that used to train with us. Um, you remember Satnam, he used to go there for a number of years. And he's always said, oh, if you go there, he goes, it's such a beautiful place. Because it was up in the mountains in, in Phuket. And he was just honestly amazing. When I got there, I was like, wow. But training there is on a different level. Like, they just live and breathe it there. And it, it was absolutely amazing. I felt like starstruck at times. I was like, wow. And, uh, but to get used to the heat as well, it was so hot. I remember after class, I'd have to like squeeze my shorts and like it would be pouring out with sweat. But it was absolutely amazing. I was, I was got addicted to it. Love training out there. But it's, it's it's a different ball game out there. Like for example, like over here when we're sparring, sometimes we might spar hard and everything. They don't really believe they to spar too hard at times because they're fighting so often. But it was amazing in the sense that when we were training there, we're doing pad work. Different trainers there specialize in different things. So you have my one pad man that will be. Uh, specializing in elbows, you have another one that would specialize in teeps, another one for your roundhouse kick, and another one for clinching, and then you'd have to do 
sparring and then we're sparring people from all around the world or sparring people from like Europe, Australia, America, some of the Thais. I remember I, I was sparring this one Thai and I knew he was just messing about with me because I remember I, like he'd kick me and I'd try to catch him and every time I'd go to kick him and he'd jump onto the rope and just hang there. And I'm like, daddy, yeah, I'm like, I go, I go I, I'm not a bad level, but I go, he's just making me look stupid now. And then I found out afterwards he was two-time Raja Madan champion, current champion. Like, wow. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. It, it was, what an incredible opportunity to be able to train with those people because you probably don't, you, you, it's rare, I think, that you get to train with world champions. If you're, if you're like part of boxing, you're probably not going to get many chances to spar with Joshua or... Or if you're part of, you know, like a an, like MMA, you're probably not gonna fight Francis and Garnu like, yeah. you know, at the gym. Um, you know, they they kind of only train with people who are very experienced or people on their own level, preparing them for a fight. So I think Muay Thai is quite unique in that sense. Oh, um, where you really get to massively. Um, it's um, we're very fortunate enough to like train along some great people as well, and it's it's one of those places where. Um, it's not it's not an egotistical sport. I, I personally found find it very welcoming and everything. And everyone's just got that one thing in common, like oh, like, can you kick hard and everything like that kind of stuff. So I've never touched with been to a Muay Thai gym and felt kind of out of place or like or uncomfortable. If you get what I mean, I've always felt very welcomed because I think like, like like I think everyone can tell by your vibe as well, like what you're there to do, and uh, people pick up on energy as well. Yeah, I think that's something quite unique about you, actually, because um, everyone I speak to about you, um, it seems like everyone knows you, by the way, <laughs> but everyone I speak to about you always speaks really highly of you oh, um, and says how humble you are. So I think, you know, whether that's martial arts or something that's uh, intrinsic, it's it's uh, definitely a quality. When I when I came back to training with you guys for a while, I um, it was because of you, actually. I thought, you know, he's, he's not beating up on the old men. So it just... Um, I was trying to get everyone to come back because I was like, oh, don't worry, Gopal's not going to beat us up. He's, he'll be kind to us. I, and, wish, uh... I wish. I still say, look, um, <laughs> if it wasn't for you guys and, like, training training me from so young, you, Sook, Sab, Bully, everyone as well, Crew J, I still wouldn't be training. And, like, it's, uh, things like that you'd never forget, right? And uh, we're, like, we're, all, we're all brothers at the end of the day when we're in the gym. And we're all there for one thing, and that's just the train. I mean, we love it. I was actually saying this to um, Chris from training. Like, sometimes, you know, in your really hard training session, and, like, you just and you can't breathe, you think, oh, why did we take up this sport? Why can't we just do something easy? Like, we're, 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 there must be something wrong with us on a Tuesday night that we pay to get beaten up or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I sometimes think of when I see you guys fight, um, I sometimes think I wish you guys had taken up an easier sport, <laughs> you know, like tennis or something, where you're not gonna. There's no risk of serious injury. Yeah, it's just so funny. Um, like in the gym as well. Like you could be sparring hard, and if you landed something on someone, you'll stop for a second. And go, oh, that was a good shot. Oh, great shot, and everything is over. It's like it's so funny the way it works because it's such a beautiful, violent sport, but it's so humbling at the same time. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, what's the structure of training? So someone who doesn't train Muay Thai, who yeah. trains in another sport, um, how does it work in, in terms of 
you go into a class, what, what, what's a typical workout like? So a typical workout, I would say, is you go into class, um, you might do a bit of stretching beforehand, um, but if you come in, I would say five, two minute, between three to five, two minute rounds of skipping. Then in between each round of uh, skipping, you would do about a minute, 30 seconds to a minute of shadow boxing. Then once all that's done, I would I'd recommend stretching out for a little bit. Then there'll probably be a bit of technique work. So, um, for example, you might do um, kicks against the wall, like 50 teeps or 50 kicks on the bag or 50 knees just to warm your body up. Then you might go into something like you might do some clinch work, work on a few techniques. But within that, you do a few rounds. Uh, I'd say anywhere between three to five, two minute rounds of clinching. Then after that, uh, we'll do pad work and bag work. Again, um, depending on how many people they are, then we'll rotate on um, the pad work. So you might have one pad man that might just do hands, and then you have another pad man who will do the traditional tie, uh, um, uh, with the traditional tie pads, um, uh, doing anywhere from kicks, knees, elbows. Then I would say it would be sparring, uh, technical sparring. So first going through a few techniques, and then afterwards, just doing some light sparring and then some stretching and then we'll call it a day. And if there's somebody who I've had a few people say this to me that oh, I want to get into shape and then I'm going to start. What would you say to that, that individual? Because I think that all of that might sound a bit intimidating for somebody who's, you know, not that fit. Yeah, 100%. And I totally understand because I was that person when I started Muay Thai. I was uh, I was a 15-year-old fat little kid, and I remember my first session, I remember I couldn't walk for about two weeks. But the only way to get fit for Muay Thai is to do Muay Thai. It's the only way I can describe it. It's good to have a basic level of fitness, like anyone like to come in, but to get fit for sparring, you need to spar more. To get fit for pad work, you need to do more pad work. Obviously, your core exercise and everything will help, but you need to learn to get that engine going in your body. You need to learn how to conserve energy and everything as well, but nothing will prepare you enough for it until you're in the sport. I, I know it probably can sound intimidating to some people, but when you go to your first Muay Thai lesson, no one's expecting you to be sparring and, and uh, acting like a Lumpini champion. Like you're coming in, you're coming in. I would say come in as an open book, uh, absorb as much information, and every week just try and improve by 1%. And if you set yourself a goal to try something out and you've accomplished it, it will give you the confidence to do it again and again and again. Like I tell most of the students that come class or something, like when we're sparring or they're doing a technique, I'll be like, just have that one thing in mind and just try and do that for the whole class. And once you've landed it once, it will give you the confidence to do it again and again. Then next week, you'll be like, OK, I want to try this. It could be something so simple as I just want to land a jab clean. They could spend the whole class doing it. And once they've done it once, it'll instill in you, okay, I could try it again and again and again and again. It's like with me, I watch Muay Thai videos every day and I'll see certain techniques. And the next week when I come class, I'm like, yeah, I want to try that. Or I want to try that trip. I want to try that kick. And I'll be obsessed with it. Like throughout sparring, I'll be like, I've got to get in once, going once. But if I don't get in that week, I'll make sure the following week I'll get in and things as well. So it's... It's just having that goal in mind and just being persistent with it as well. But it's not one of those sports you could come in and think, oh, I can get fit. It's one of those sports that's going to make you fit and will get you fit. 
Yeah, I think that's a great answer. And I think I think the initial strategy you had of, of doing something for six months or a year is good as well because I, I, I often think of the analogy of driving. When I when I first started driving, I, I couldn't I couldn't even do clutch control. I was so terrible at it. But thirty lessons later I was ready to take my test. So that that's kind of like a very visual reminder of if you do something and you just stick with it, you will get better. Um, and you will, if you've got a good teacher and you're in, a, in the right club, you will, um, you know, they, they will impart all of their skills and their technique and that um, environment to, to get you to, towards your goal and help you progress. Um, and I, yeah, no, 100%. Having the right teachers is, is like, I think, is the most important thing. I mean, when you think about school and everything, you'll always remember certain teachers, right? Because they've had such a big impact in your life. And yeah, I'm forever grateful for, for um Krusik and Krusav and, and Kru J. Um like like if it wasn't for them lot, like honestly I wouldn't be that after like apart from like my family and everything as my parents and everything as well, but I wouldn't be after the person I am today without them guiding me because they haven't only guided me in Muay Thai, they guided guided me a lot in life as well. So forever grateful as well. But the bond is always different. I always say when you bleed together not many people would understand that bond. Yeah. And I, I kind of, um, I kind of think with, with a sport where you're putting your health on the line, if you're fighting, not everyone obviously needs to fight if they do Muay Thai, but if you, if you're, if you're fighting and you're putting your health on the line, you really need to have people in your corner that you trust and you need to know that they have your best interest in heart. There's, uh, I think trust is such a, important factor when it comes to training in any kind of sport if you don't have a hundred percent belief in that person um then i think it's very difficult for you to for you to do what you've done which is you'll go out and fight and you, you were saying the analogy of having the controller and they they kind of giving you instructions and seeing the the, the kind of um the forest from the trees yeah. and you're 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 acting it playing it out and acting it out so i think um yeah having that relationship and Maybe if someone's new to martial arts, try out a few clubs and see where you feel at home and see where you resonate with. Um, and if someone wants to try out Muay Thai, what's, what's the best avenue of finding somewhere for them to go to a gym if they're not close to, um, we'll find out where you are, but if they're not close to you? I mean, look, uh, it, the internet is such a great page. Now. We've got the likes of social media, and everything but just google like your local area and i would test out a few clubs and try and think um and try them out like loads of places do like trial classes and everything as well and you'll know yourself what club is going to be the right one for you because it's, it's like moving house right like you wouldn't just invest straight away into something like that so you'll have to try out a few places and you'll you'll know where home is home in that sense as well you it's an energy thing i always say your, your, your energy would align to uh, to a certain place and and you won't feel nervous and that's where the commitment will start coming in once you feel committed to a place then you'll, you'll carry on going and where do you train so i train at Gol muay thai we are based in ivy bridge boxing club in twickenham um so um we're not too far away from tesco in, in twickenham um so we're based there every tuesdays 7 30 to 9 30. brilliant and a question i ask everyone who i interview is uh, are there any books that you recommend it, it could be related to anything it doesn't have to be related to muay thai yeah sure um one of my 
most favourite books that I've ever read is um, so there's two actually. Um, one one of my coaches gave to me um, is by a, a boxer called uh, Johnny Tapia. I believe the book's called La Vida Loca. Absolutely amazing book. I think six read that book. I'm not lying. I think about ten times, and and, and he sent it to me, and he's like, read it, and I got obsessed with the book. And Johnny Tapia was one of the best, I believe, featherweights that America ever produced. And his struggle in life and how generous he was, uh, was absolutely amazing. And it, it shows you that literally you could be at the bottom, but you could reach the top. So absolutely amazing book I recommend. Another personal one is The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. It's a really good book. I really enjoyed reading. I read that during lockdown. And it's about um, a an ex corporate lawyer and he suffers a heart attack and he's gone and he's disappeared and he comes back to his successor's house and he's come back as a monk and then he tells him about life and he goes I've come to teach you about life and it just shows you like how he went from being a very materialistic person to now a very spiritual person and he talks to you about his journey and everything and talks about manifestation and all of those types of things um, it's definitely a, a book I'd recommend to read Absolutely. And I'll put the links to both of them in the description box. I, I have um, Robin Sharma is the author of The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. And I've, I've, he's recently put out another book. Um, he's, a, he's a really good author. So I definitely recommend um, checking that out as well. I, I haven't read the Johnny Tapia one, but I will now read it. Sook's been telling me to read that for a while. So <laughs> now I'll be both of you recommended it after you go. Um, in terms of Muay Thai, are there any references, YouTube channels, Instagram pages that help in terms of um technique yeah. or training and that kind of stuff yeah so my favorite uh uk fighter is um liam the hitman harrison so i always watch his videos and he and he's got a great series i think he's even got um on his website you can purchase some like of his training videos and everything as well so there's that he uh, uses loads of references on that these uh siam boxing i've uh, got some great sparring videos on there um, but I just use YouTube. Uh, YouTube's a great content um, place to have a look at. Um, I, I used to do like things like I used to watch like old school like uh, Muay Thai, like people hitting pads and everything. There's also any references to that. But the 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 world you're oyster when it comes to content for those. But yeah, I'd recommend Siam and watching any Liam Harrison videos. But it all just depends on what type of fighter you want to be as well. So I would find a fighter that you like and watch videos based around them. And that could be from anything from boxing to K1 or something. You can implement that and then make, and then you could try and uh, become, you'll find your own fighting style if you get one. And who's your favorite Muay Thai fighter? Ooh, my favorite is, is probably Liam Harrison. I've been following for, for, for years. Um, and I love his, I love the way he fights and how he digs in those low kicks. I love digging in low kicks myself. So that's probably one big reason why. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this has been um, a, a brilliant interview. So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you carving time up after your work day to, to get this done. So um, I'm sure everyone else will appreciate it as well. Where can people follow you? I know you've got a few things going on as well. So where can people follow your journey? Yeah, so just follow me on on Instagram. Uh, so I've just got I've just got an Instagram. I, I don't really use it too much. But um, but then we've got the God Muay Thai 
um, Instagram page as well. So um, you can follow techniques and things on that, uh, address and everything's on there. So be sure to click on that. But no, thank you very much for having me on, Fozzy. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Uh, 